0: Welcome to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Manchester campus. Well, we get the privilege once again to celebrate before any other campus celebrates. (laughs) I'm excited. Happy Resurrection Day. Happy Easter to you all. I am excited because we have just the presence of God is here. Isn't it amazing when we come together just how the Lord... He never lets us down, amen? And we have so much more worshiping to do. We have so much more celebrating to do, but right now I just want to get us back into this idea. Don't doubt in the dark what he said in the light, what God said in the light. Is God really God? Is Jesus who he says he really is? See, this was a very sobering time. You watched a video, you watched the crucifixion unfold. For these disciples, everything that they once knew, everything that they hoped for, was coming to a very bitter close. What was happening was their whole world was shaking in and around them. What they had just done is they witnessed their rabbi, their king, their leader being nailed to a cross. They witnessed him die. They witnessed Jesus' own mother weeping at the foot of the cross. If you were with, with us last night, what a wonderful night it was. Good Friday. It was sobering, yet powerful. What Jesus did on the cross for you and I. You see, the chaos that they experienced swirling in and around them. You had the mass Of angry, the violent crowd, the angry crowd, the Roman soldiers, the believers, weeping. And those words, it is finished. It is finished. Rang in their minds. They witnessed the most horrific experience. and everything that they believed in came to an end. Everything that Jesus said was probably swirling in Peter's mind. The uh, the disciples they were lost and they were scattered, they all ran into hiding because of the Jews because they were angry that the crowd the mob was angry and for fear of being subjected to the same they all fled and hid their so-called king had just challenged the religious institution pretty powerful what they had seen is now burned into their minds And what is done is done is probably what was going through all of their heads at the time. They could hardly believe that everything that they once believed in was over. Those three years they spent with Jesus, was it all for nothing? You and I may know the story, but the disciples, they did not. You have to remember that they were living it. For us to read the account of Jesus, we know what took place in this story. But for them, it was fresh. It was, just put yourself in their shoes. Do you think that for a moment that you, your faith... Your, your expectations, the things that Jesus did when he was alive. He built up all of this excitement, this new kingdom, this new, re- this, this new world that Jesus talked about, the kingdom of heaven. Wouldn't you have been so excited just to hear those words from him, but then having it all ripped away from you in just a matter of moments? Wouldn't you be at a place of despair, hopelessness? Wouldn't you feel as though everything that you were looking forward to was ripped away? Put yourself in those shoes for a moment. The light of the earth was gone. Literally at that moment, darkness covered the earth for three full hours. Think about that. Sometimes when we watch a lunar eclipse pass by, you go from light to dark, pretty dark, but then back to light. This was a very long three hours. Truly everybody who witnessed it started to think. Wouldn't doubt begin to settle into you? Wouldn't everything that you hoped for, being dashed to pieces like that, wouldn't doubt begin to shadow you, cloud your vision? Honestly, for me, yeah, I think it would. But is our perception reality? Can I challenge your thoughts right now? Is your perception reality? What we perceive can actually be false. Kind of a sobering thought. What you see with your own eyes can be false. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you right now. God, we are expectant. Lord, as we go through this message, to see the life unfold in front of us. Jesus, your story that you had written so masterfully, Father God, I pray that every heart in this room would be engaged with your truth and that you would spark, God, faith in each one of us, that you would spark, God, your vision for us tonight. We thank you. Amen. Join with me here. Grab your Bibles. Let's open up to... John chapter 20. This is an incredible story, incredible story, starting in verse 19. This is not the typical Easter story. I am skipping beyond the resurrection at this point. I'm skipping beyond the stone that was rolled away. And all of that is wonderful, but you could hear that everywhere. It's not wrong. We've done it before. It's a wonderful story. We're skipping now to another story of resurrection. One that's very, very, I think, close to me and maybe very close to all of you. Starting in... Verse 19, it says, On the evening of that day, the first, w- uh, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews. Remember, they were in hiding. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I want you to see that. Peace be with you. See, this is not just an in- invocation You've heard religious leaders say, peace be with you. You've, said, or you've had friends come up to you and say, peace be with you. But what if you had Jesus come and say, peace be with you? Whoa. You see, it's not just an invocation. It's a statement. Peace was literally with them. Because he was the prince of Peace. And where he is, you can't help but to be put in a place of great peace. Verse 20, it says, When he had said this, he showed showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad, and when they saw the Lord, Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has said me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. Whoa. Before I unpack that, I just got to go to the very beginning. Guys, the doors were locked The room that they were in was locked shut. No one entered, no one left. But what took place was Jesus appeared before them. And when Jesus appeared before them, he comforted them. He brought his presence there. Can you imagine? You're the disciples Everything that you had was ripped away, and in that very moment when Jesus appeared before them, life was breathed into them. They experienced something so powerful. Everything they believed was all of a sudden made real. And everything that Jesus talked about, they got. Can you imagine the aha moment? Who lives for aha moments? I do. <laughs> I just, I love being, oh, just, it doesn't even have to be spiritual, because it's scientific, you just go, wow, that's amazing. and This was scientific, this was spiritual on every level of emotion. This was like the masterful aha moment of all time. Because he physically came before them. Guys, remember, he said he showed them his hands and his side. And he breathed on them. He gave them a purpose and he commissioned them. He gave them new life, his Holy Spirit. You know what's so incredible? In that moment, he gave them authority. He gave them authority. You see, when Jesus said, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. And this goes back to Matthew sixteen, nineteen, when Jesus was telling them, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. As believers, that's a very, very weighty commissioning. This was not to be the the amplified part of the message. But do you realize the power that God has given you? He has given you the ability to bring people to Jesus. He has given you the ability to forgive sin with those words. Because what is bound, what is loosed in heaven will be loosed on earth. What is bound in heaven will be bound on earth. It is the kingdom principles that he was restoring to the disciples at that very moment. You see, Jesus came and restored their vision because they were so so entrapped in their doubts. They couldn't see clearly. But there was one disciple missing, and we need to read on. John 20, 24 through 29, it says this, is locking our doors to Jesus. Doubt is locking our doors to Jesus Christ. Is this you? Think about it for a moment. Is this you? Are are you in this place of doubting who is Jesus? Was this you and you're not there any longer? Were you just like Thomas who had all of his hopes crushed. Everything that he once believed was now hopeless. And his heart was locked. It was hardened to God's reality. Everything that Thomas believed was now shrouded in this darkness. That his leader, his king, was in the grave. That was his reality. All hope was lost. What we perceive can actually be false. We miss it if we live by our natural sight. Right? Our sight is actually the enemy of faith. Right? In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight, but by trusting in every word of God. Maybe you believe in Jesus, but something that Jesus has spoken to you, maybe there are doubts within inside of you that you have not confessed to God. Maybe there are some of those things, you know, on the back shelf, where you have just hidden stuff, and you've just you've operated as a believer, but there you have massive doubts. Well, when we doubt, what happens is it's hopelessness. It's, it's things that are, it's like hope that's deferred makes the heart sick. So even if you're a believer and you believe in Jesus, there are still things that linger in your, the background of your mind. And I think that Jesus tonight wants to free you from those things, those areas of doubts with inside of you. Hope, that, hope deferred makes a heart sick. And that, that's in Proverbs 13.12. Maybe your faith is literally being shaken right now because of circumstances. He has situations right now in your life where your belief in Jesus is just being it's a little rocky. Well, I wanted to be able to share with you. There's hope. Maybe you're not a believer in Jesus Christ because doubt itself is convicting enough to keep you separated from the truth when we doubt what god has said does not align with what we perceive what we perceive see we want to know what god knows and we assume that we know what god knows and so we begin to base our our feelings, our actions off of that that reality and it's not. It's not lining up with him. And what ends up happening is that our perception becomes faulty and we begin to judge God based on our own eyesight. Do you view God as being angry? Do you view God as being harsh and hardened towards you? Do you feel as though God is judgmental towards you? that is a warped perception of who God is based upon your eyesight, based upon things you've experienced and you can't get over. I will never believe unless, just like Thomas had said. In verse 26, eight days later, his disciples were inside again. And Thomas was with them. Although the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then Thomas, and then he said to Thomas, Put your fingers here and see my hands? Put out your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. And then Thomas answered him, My Lord, my God. Can you imagine Thomas at that moment? My Lord, my God. You see, Jesus loved Thomas so much that he appeared before him and gave him probably the most honorable moment. You see, Jesus showed the, the nail holes to the disciples and they believed. Thomas needed to touch, and Jesus was not, a, not above that. Jesus, in fact, invited it and said, come. That is how much Jesus loves you, that you could come and touch him. And what a perfect response. Oh, my Lord, my God, can you imagine? He's so sheepish now. <laughs> Literally, everybody that was with him at that moment, it would, it, it would have been scary if I was a disciple among Thomas and Jesus appeared to feel that tension in the room. But Jesus brought peace. He said, peace be with you. And then he said, Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen? If you are a believer, you are blessed because you have not seen him in physical being. However, how many times throughout our lives we see Jesus? Right? How many times does he come, just like he did with Thomas, and he came and stood before him and began to reveal himself. So maybe not tonight, he appears before us in physical form, but in the, it, when you are with Jesus, he appears before you. He appears before you. Blessed are those. Who have not seen and yet have believed. Everything in our Christian experience hinges on this. This one word. This one scripture. You see, the disciples set expectations for Jesus. And initially they thought that his life and death did not meet their expectations. The disciples did not believe that his, his, his life and death did not, ex, did not exceed his, their expectations. But in fact, he did exceed all of their expectations when he appeared before them and they believed. At that moment when Jesus revealed himself. You see, they followed after Jesus because they wanted a better life. Remember the kingdom. That Jesus was going to, going to restore the kingdom. But what Jesus did was even more. He gave them eternal life. People, if if Jesus has not yet changed your life, then you're already dead. Think about it. If Jesus has not yet changed your life, then you're already dead. But if you believe then you will be brought back to life. Just like Jesus arose and was given new life. Now he came in spiritual form. He came in physical form that evening. And he removed all of Thomas's doubts. Here's the big idea. God is bigger than your doubts. The things that you're going through right now, your rocky faith, if you have rocky faith, the things that have been put up on the upper shelf, maybe you're sitting here and you don't believe Jesus at all. Do you not know that God is bigger than those doubts? And that he died on that cross for your doubt. Do you know he nailed it to the cross? Do you believe that God can resurrect your faith? Yeah. Let's yeah. so bow our heads right now, Father. We no longer need to be weighed down by our doubts, but we can, came, we can come and drop them at your, the foot of your cross. We can trust in you, Father, to change our lives right now. Lord God, we pray right now, every, every person in this room, whatever the situation and whatever the doubt is, Lord God, I pray right now that your peace be with us now. Jesus, you circumvented all of the tension in the room by three beautiful words, peace, be with, uh, four powerful words, peace be with you. Father, let your peace be here now. I'm asking all of you here in this crowd if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know the mighty hand of God, the mighty love that put Christ on that cross for you, if you don't know him, I want you to know him now. Do you know that you can trust him with your doubt? Jesus gave us a very clear instruction. He said, do not disbelieve, but believe. That is a command. Will you choose tonight to be obedient to him? Will you choose tonight to receive him as your savior? To be your king, your savior, your leader, your messiah. Father God. If that's you right now and you want to know that love at a much deeper level I want you just to raise your hands so that I can acknowledge it I can pray with you and I'm not going to let you go until you and I connect you and I and some of the other prayer team here if you're here in this room and you don't know Christ I want to know you if you receive Jesus right now will you be so bold us to acknowledge that I do, that you do want to know Jesus. Hallelujah. For us who believe, Father, we lay even the, the doubts that we have before your cross and know that you are bigger than them. That when you were resurrected, Literally, you took all of those things with you. They were buried. And we breathe, you breathed life into each one of us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Everyone, stand to your feet. You no longer need to live with doubts. You do not need to live with weight on your shoulders. You do not need to live pretending to have all the answers. You need to live with faith and live with the trust in the word of God. Every word we hinge our entire lives on God's word anything. I'm telling you, I feel like there are people in this room that just want to let go. And I want want you to know right now, let it go. Let those things go. Let those burdens come off of you. Receive the love of Jesus right now for your life. Father God, I just pray right now, we say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for res- being resurrected, that you overcame death, that you overcame the, the bonds, the, the grips that hold us back from being who we are called to be in you. Father God, you have called us, you have commissioned us, you've commissioned us to go out into this world, and you have called us to forgive sin. It is you that forgives the sin, but it's your authority that you have given us as believers. And, Father, for everybody that's even struggling with that concept, Father God, we lay that doubt before you now in Jesus' name. And I pray right now a loosing on the hearts in this room to receive that power that you have died in Jesus' name. You died and you were resurrected. You, were brought, you brought life into the world when you, re- when you showed yourself to the disciples in that room. Father God, and we say thank you so much for how loving, how gentle, how tender You are, but how strong and how authoritative You are. Thank You, Jesus. Lord, as believers, we just say thank You, God. We are going to walk out our lives with that authority. We're not going to be sheepish about it. We're not going to hold back because of one thing or the other. We are going to believe that you are for us. We are going to believe that your love covers. Your love covers us. Your blood that was shed was poured out over us. Thank you, Jesus, that we can live, Lord God, with freedom. Lift off of us those burdens and we lay them before you, Jesus. We choose not to those doubts, Father God, we say, Lord, reveal yourself to me, Jesus, just like you did to Thomas. You are bigger than that. You are so much bigger than that. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in new england or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially please visit us online at gccnh.com